0: This
1: is the bloody disgusting podcast network Welcome to Nightlight a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Night night and alongside me we have David
0: what up spook kids?
1: what's up, spooky kid? Uh, Also known as Nightly, and we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question... Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash Life. That's night with a what? K. K-, K- By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry about it. There's a new episode that is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, you guys are probably asking... What the fuck?
0: It's not Prince. <laughs> you know, I was going to be like, are we just uh, going to ignore the elephant not in the room?
1: Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our head knight is not with us for this episode. He's dealing with some stuff where he's going to do his himself, and we're just going to take on this episode, which I'm really excited about.
0: He's quitting the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm
1: like, I'm not doing this ever again. Uh, but yeah, if you've known me in the past, I've done the show, I don't know, what was it? Was it was a good Last month. Last year, October? Yeah, it was a good month, right? It or was, was it fun. two months? uh yeah it was like almost like two months i think we started with alien the thing and then man. we did like other movies like poltergeist i remember halloween three yeah
0: oh yeah that was a good yeah. i like our halloween three we duo a, that
1: was a fun month man it's a good time um,
0: bring him back you know what i'm saying get rid of this prince guy <laughs> no no no
1: we love him <laughs> definitely uh this puts a lot of pressure on listening. me but hopefully you're still you're listening. listening yeah
0: dude we but, don't like, need Jin.
1: no no we a hundred percent need him uh, but this this month is very important to me. As we talked about in the last episode, we started off with a banger with the Nighthouse. Um, oh, yes. It's a heavy one. I know. It, it, it's a tough one. And, you know, mental health is very important and people go through a lot of different stuff. But this is that, uh, oh, was it Good Grief Month, yeah. which is awesome to continue it with a movie called The Headhunter. But first and foremost, David, thoughts.
0: So a lot of people. I would say almost no one knows about knows this about me, but I love fantasy. Okay. So when I saw what this movie was about, I was like, ooh, doggy, this is right up my alley. Uh, so I was super hyped going into it. And I love me a short movie. I think if movies want to go approach, take an approach where they're like an hour long, like this movie, it has a runtime of an hour and 12 minutes. I'm all for it, man. It's something about it feels special to me. I think the pacing uh, isn't as predictable when you have uh, something that goes outside the boundaries of a normal runtime. Uh, and I feel like this does it. it. Even though it's an hour, sometimes it could feel a little dragged out. But I actually really enjoyed it. I love this uh, intimacy of this story. Um you know, with this approach, with this badass main character of the father, man, I didn't really know if I was going to feel any empathy. Um, and then towards the end, I really had that moment because, uh, you have a moment of vulnerability where you get a kind of a window into his mind after like experiencing, excuse me, I have the hiccups, something very <laughs> traumatic. Uh, I'm not crying. <laughs> he, uh, you, you get a window into his psyche, uh, and we'll get there, but it's a very touching moment. And I was wondering if we were going to um, reach that that moment of empathy and vulnerability with this character. Because he's so strong mm-hmm. and a badass. But I think that speaks volumes, right? Because you never truly know what someone's feeling on the inside. Uh, no matter how strong of an exterior they have, they could have a very vulnerable interior. Um, I think the, the monster designs are so cool in this. I saw that this was uh, partly inf- influenced uh, by... Uh, The Crypt Keeper, right? Oh, I don't know. But
1: yeah, that kind of makes sense. I think
0: the monsters were.
1: Yeah. um, Has that type of figure and
0: Yeah. And using using practical uh, effects to pull off the monsters were super cool. I love the aesthetic of this whole movie, the setting. I think the setting itself is gorgeous to look at while feeling very isolated. And I love the costume design in this. It's just, it feels so real. So I had a blast watching this. Uh, I can't
1: agree more. I think this movie is something of a rare gem. I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie. Never heard of it before. I have never heard of it as well. And it's it's a pretty recent movie too. It came out in 2018, I believe. Yeah. uh, As a Shudder exclusive, which Shudder is a really great streaming service, to be honest. It has a lot of great content on there. And it's a really good movie for this month a lot of good original content yeah a great original content and and the kind of like you were talking about the runtime being only like an hour and 12 minutes this kind of gives me vibes of host a little yeah. bit where like movies don't have to have a very long runtime to have a complete story and for me this movie is a complete story where we go through from the beginning towards the end of this character's journey of going through something that he is dealing with right grief loss, uh, losing a loved one. And it seemed that he was a very protective person. And I have a lot of theories about this movie too, about uh, the headhunter where I think it's kind of maybe – I don't know why. I think maybe he may have killed his own daughter or something like that. And he's fighting his own inner demons and stuff like that.
0: Interesting. because he
1: really is the creature that he becomes at the very end.
0: That's so interesting. I thought uh, the approach was that this creature killed the daughter.
1: Oh, 100%. That, okay, yeah. that, that's the straightforward approach. Oh, okay, I'm just like, it. if I could just throw something at the wall, that's my theory. Damn. But I think it's uh, more so, yeah, it's a revenge story, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, and it's quite the great uh, revenge story. Uh, he is able to really become a warrior and really protect himself and be able to be very vulnerable and there are moments of like weakness, which is something that shows a lot of strength in his character as well. Um no, I, I adore this movie. Uh, I think, like you said, costume design is really sick. I love his helmet, and I love that we got a little POV of how that looks like when he's wearing that helmet. That was
0: very effective, Uh, too.
1: The practical effects are awesome, and it works very, very well. They do a lot of great sequences where they show a lot, and then they show very little, but you can kind of guess what's happening, which keeps the budget as low as it can be as well. So they did a really good job with what they had.
0: For having a lot of moments that were off-screen, it was done very effectively— Um, Like you said, it probably aided in the budget a lot. Uh, But I also think it it built to the suspense of what was happening in the moments. So I think it was really well done. And I
1: I feel like maybe this will be a a short episode just to give a heads up to everyone. Because in this movie, there is not a lot of dialogue.
0: Yeah, it's it's very straightforward.
1: But it, it works. It works for this movie. Like, I didn't need that much dialogue. I think there's probably... 10 words that's said in this movie. Oh, wow. To be honest. Uh, But there's a lot that goes on, and uh, we'll discuss about all of the different things that goes on in this movie. But yeah, are you ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right, so we are dealing with the Headhunter, directed by Jordan Downey. It was released on April fifth, and I have here as twenty nineteen, but on the IMDB twenty eighteen.
0: I ran into the same issues as well. See right, twenty eighteen and nineteen. Yeah. So I wonder if there was limited uh viewing in twenty eighteen, it may be
1: my guess film festival and then released a Shutter. Yeah, that's what, like what I'm thinking of. too. Uh with a runtime of one hour, twelve minutes, a budget of thirty thousand dollars. Wow, very small, right? Yeah. Uh, It got a box office of $380,000. That's what I want to hear, baby. Not bad. And a score of 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I like that score. Yeah. Although on the score for Rotten Tomatoes, just to be transparent, it does have like about 18 reviews. Not a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, But still, not bad
0: at all. Majority of critics liked it though. And I think it's so refreshing to see fantasy horror, right?
1: Yes. I think we don't tackle a lot of fantasy horror films yet. Yeah. This definitely reminded me of The Green Knight. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I, I want to see it. it. Yeah, yeah, because I think again, you love it. Because, again,
0: fantasy is up my alley. Yeah,
1: but it stars pretty much just one, one man show of Christopher Rye. Uh, and then we have a little couple scenes with uh, his daughter, uh, played by Cora Kaufman. And uh, the creature is played by Aisha Ricketts, which is titled The Head mm. in the credits.
0: The father, the cool. daughter, the head.
1: Yeah, the head of the family, maybe. Hole. i don't know well we open to a man we know as father sitting on a log in the snow with a blank stare he breathes heavily and looks into the distance there is a thud in the distance and that that grabs his attention he looks around to see what it is the camera cuts to a, a wire stretched across the trees with several bones and trinkets that begin to shake then we see a movement fly by he's on edge and starts to get up and investigate He pulls out his sword and heads towards the sound. The camera stays on the trees while we hear a struggle. He returns with blood on his sword and seems exhausted. We hear a voice of a young girl calling him father. He goes up to her and comforts her saying it's okay. She falls back asleep and he stares at his bloody hands uh, and says, I always thought I could protect her, but the wind blows new things change what uh what took her from me is still out there now i wait for it to return and i think that's a really cool powerful line
0: right yeah. it's poetic uh, too in the way it's uh super poetic communicating how with the change of seasons a big change came in right. in this father's life by losing well what we'll soon find out losing his daughter which is yeah sad uh, then we cut to an awesome opening sequence of just some
1: spooky imagery, right? There's like some like bloody helmet, there's yeah. some like creature parts, animal parts, some bones, um, and a, a bloody knife, uh, small animal parts, and so on. Then we fade to black. We fade to black and open to a man sitting by the fire. We see that he is cooking an animal and also a skinny one as well. We cut to him to the next morning. By the water he takes out what looks to be like an animal skeleton he throws it back into the water and the camera goes underwater with it we cut to him inside meeting uh meeting with a bunch of uh messing around with a bunch of contraptions as the wind blows there's no dialogue it's just him working we cut to a horse outside and then a shot of him inside the hut and him coming out of it water boils as he as he makes some type of stew and he brings it back into the house and pours it into a pot filling up a few jars he lines them up and puts a chain across them and and locks them up we see him walking outside to get a to go to a tree stump and sit down what seems to be a uh, grave he pulls out an uh, iron arrowhead and explains that this is for you and that it is said that it is supposed to help souls get to the afterlife I think that was a kind of cool little folklore too the little arrowhead and how it comes back towards the end uh, I'm not too sure too much on what the significance is, but I love that he doesn't believe in it, but he still wants to present it to her because he like probably thinks you would have believed this if you were still alive.
0: I think, yeah, I think you kind of hit it right there with the significance of the arrowhead. I think it's a it's a plot item that is going to use to communicate the growth at the beginning versus the beginning of the story versus the end of the story and how... He kind of grows in his spirituality as, as far as accepting grief and all that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that where it's a it's a transitional period of what's going to happen uh, towards the end before totally. he grows to that. Uh, he says that he doesn't believe in it, but here you go. He gets up and returns into his house. We cut to him sleeping by a tree and keeps uh, – he we cut to him sleeping by a tree keeping himself warm and he's woken up by a swinging window. We then see him start to saw something off like a piece of wood and stops to hear a horn in the distance. He gets up and get and he gets up and gets to his horse and rides off. We see someone fall off the horse, and then we see that it is him. He he throws a bag inside his own house. We see him unlock the lock with the jars, and we see that it is father who is very injured. Who do you think is the guy with the horn? We never get really explored with that.
0: Um, I
1: thought it was. It's just- the same person that does the arrows that we see later on in the movie as well.
0: Oh, you're talking about with the musical horn. Yeah. I so yeah because I think the. Later on, we see like a kingdom or a castle. Right. So I think this person is just the the deliverer and the announcer with the horn. It's like there's a creature out there. Yeah. It's you like have horn, to go hunt it. The horn's the call for the hunt. Right? right. And then um later we see or we see the tree that he gets the bounty from. Right. So I think that's how it's just communicated. He's
1: kind of, yeah. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what the video game is, but it reminded me a little bit of that. The I Witcher. Or oh, maybe The Witcher, but yeah. I think I was talking about Monster Hunter.
0: Oh, Monster Hunter is great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it kind of reminded me of that, but I've never played a game, but it might be different. Thing ha- this it's calls- cool. I love this type of like like um interaction. Yeah. It's like he's just there, he hears the horn, he goes out there, he's armored up and goes finds like the the arrow.
0: It's the Call of Duty. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, we see that he he's pretty much injured. And this is the first thing. It's like this is another scene where we don't know what happened, but we can kind of guess.
0: Yeah, I think the it's just through the, the battle of the hunt, he's come back injured, right. scarred from the battle.
1: So he takes off his shirt and he is super bloody with deep cuts on his arm. He smears the medicine on himself as he screams in pain. Then we cut outside of the house in a calm setting. We see him laying on the ground, coughing and gasping for air. He slowly pulls out his sword and uses it as a mirror to see his injuries to get back up as well. He opens a book as he takes out a page with a weird creature drawn on it. He puts it inside the book. We see a head of a monster that he lays, uh, he places down, and it just looks pretty gnarly at this point. So this is our first indication that... This is a fantasy movie.
0: Exactly, yeah. This
1: is my biggest reveal because I didn't know what I was going into. I went into this movie completely blind. And I was like, okay, cool. It's like a revenge story. Maybe a bear killed his daughter yeah. and stuff like that. And I just saw the creature head. I'm like, oh, okay. I had a similar, I'm in.
0: Yeah, I had a similar moment as well where I, I I kind of was like, oh, hell yeah. Let's get into <laughs> like, this. This is
1: my type of movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm all for it. And I love how he like opens the book and we get a little glimpse of the other creatures that he's probably fought before and stuff yeah. like that. He's just adding another tally to his... Uh, Collection and making a
0: bestiary. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's really cool. It also reminds me a little bit of like the Harry Potter, the Fantastic Beast. He's like creating a little booklet. I haven't like, seen it. How to survive. Oh, it's good. <laughs> eh, it's, it's okay. Um, that's when we zoom out and see a display of other creature heads. And I love that touch too. Uh,
0: but also, this man is living with these hanging yeah, heads. I
1: never really understood that's like. Maybe that's part of his like revenge stuff. Like, I hate these creatures. You, one of you, killed my like daughter. Exactly. So I'm like displaying you. I am a hunter. I, he's I, the head hunter. Exactly.
0: I think he he wants to assert this dominance of power because right. he's he got attacked at his weakest spot. Right. He lost his daughter, his only family, from what we could see. And I think this is a result of his anger. And the big thing is like it you can kill a creature but he's
1: beheading them yeah he's that's his trophy exactly which is interesting to think of which i think maybe she died a certain way with like some head trauma or something like that because what we find out later is really just her body that we see later
0: yeah, that's a good point so we'll like, get to that oh, okay. later cuz i yeah. have some thoughts on that um but also i wonder if this is like in a way like a a self-harming way of a reminder right Mm-hmm. like because he's like don't forget what happened to her and this is a constant reminder and that can reflect someone being in a really dark That's true place you know maybe
1: not in the right head space
0: yeah as one That's would terrible. put it terrible that terrible. is pretty bad <laughs> um we
1: see him outside what looks and I, I actually didn't understand this part uh we see him outside what looks like him urinating blood was that
0: yeah, so I, I think from what my understanding is, is um, it's a result of the elixir that he used. Gotcha. I, that's what I assumed. Um, it it looked like the elixir later on that we see is like really dark like blood as well.
1: Yeah. So and maybe I, it's some of that.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it has an effect on his biology.
1: Yeah. It's a side effect. As he does that, he ties up his horse and calms it down. Fodder goes around and resets some of the traps until it hits nighttime. He lays still on the ground and begins to hear some of the noise and, and um, a door becomes to creak open. A shadow and a growl can be seen and heard. He's on alert. He stays quiet and alert as the creature gets closer inside. It, and I have to say, it sounds super scary too. Yeah. The creature designs in this movie is
0: really, really good. They nailed the sound design and the actual design of the characters. And I love that it's not like a visual effect or special effect like, right. or CGI, you know.
1: It, and it's um, intentional when it actually pops up.
0: True. You. And it's not. It, they're actually not very present on screen. You get a glimpse of them through like an open window yes. or a door or his helmet. And I think that's such a perfect touch
1: that's the nice thing about this Uh, the movie has a very short runtime but it takes its time to deliver the scares yeah like the attacks it it feels like
0: a full-length movie even though it's only an hour long
1: uh and it it feels like it goes by quick too but at the same time like you get the full solution you get the whole entire movie itself yeah uh but he grabs an axe and we cut to outside hearing a battle inside the house uh next day we see him lift a pull up with another head of a creature. Looks like he won. <laughs> uh, we see him now drinking by the creek and he hears another monster fly over him. And I love that there's just constant like monsters around him too. Like there's a big flying creature and he's like, oh, okay. Sounds good. It's dope. It's not messing with me. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great for world building.
0: It's exactly.
1: Yeah, we cut to him working, uh, working and another horn is heard as he quickly gets back to preparing for another battle. He gets his helmet, hops on his horse, and begins to ride off. We see him in our house with a torch as he grunts around. He has another head for his collection. This dude is a warrior. He's
0: a badass. <laughs> He's a
1: badass. He would just be all right. You call with the horn. I'm out there and I I collect more heads.
0: It's crazy though because he he collects the money for it, but he clearly doesn't need it. He's right. Uh, he lives off the land.
1: Yeah, and he lives off like the creatures' bodies yeah. too. It sounds like it seems or what like it looks like
0: it seems like the uh, the elixir he uses to heal himself is a result of the monster blood.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is very interesting. I love the different type of like. Magic or like type of stuff like that. Yeah. It's the fantasy world, right? Yeah. And that's why anything is possible. And I believe it because you already sold me on all of it.
0: It's very, that's why I was saying it's very uh, Witcher like. Uh, Yeah. Witcher is also a series. It was originally a series of novels um, and then it was adapted to a game. Uh, But very much uh, crafting your own elixirs through alchemy with monster parts and things like that. And you're also a bounty hunter. So very Witcher vibes in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely reminds me of like—is it Oblivion as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you could, so uh, the Witcher actually got adapted to a Netflix show. If you ever want to see something yes. more like this, have you seen it?
1: Yeah, I've seen the first season. Really got, good. Yeah, yeah. I know there is like more seasons now. Yeah, I so think, yeah, you are yeah. familiar.
0: Yeah, no,
1: I love it. Uh, he he sits down as he takes his helmet off, revealing a bloody face. He puts the medicine on it as it hurts when he applies it. He breathes slower and then goes slowly to sleep. The next morning he wakes up and all of his injuries have gone a lot better. He puts a bucket under the severed head as it drops blood into it. We got to father outside and puts up a, uh, puts up the horse reins, alluding that the horse didn't make it this time around. That's actually a very sad part.
0: It is. I
1: immediately saw him put the horse reins. I'm like, where's the horse?
0: Yeah. Where's the horse, father? Yeah. Where did he go? It's really sad because that's the last, you know, that's no, the last. Like his last companion. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Put it beautifully. So now he's like fully
1: alone at this point.
0: Yeah, but it's 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 really sad to see how stone cold he is about it, because as a man knows pain, physical and emotional, and he's he's clearly trying to build up a resilience to it.
1: Yeah. It's like this is the world he lives in, and he kind of understands that. Exactly. Uh, and I feel like he is sentimental in some way because uh, later on uh, we see him get to a grave, dropping off a figure of the horse saying that it has died.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it sounds like the horse has been around even when his daughter yeah. was still alive. And that was like their horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh But as he goes to the grave, dropping off the figure of the horse, saying that it has died, there is absolutely no time to mourn as he hears the horn again and prepares for battle once more. He walks into the distance and arrives to a tree with an arrow in it and what seems to be a message attached. He opens the letter and sees another drawing of a new creature. We see him then drop the arrow and the camera pans to other arrows on the ground. So now we actually have that context of like, yes, this is where he gets his... Bounties, essentially. yeah. Uh, He runs back to the grave and says that it's back and vengeance is amongst us. I love those kind of lines.
0: Yeah, it lets you know that what he's been seeking revenge for, for what you presume killed his daughter, has finally arrived and is in sight.
1: And this is what he's been waiting for, right? He's like, I've been looking for this creature for a long time. He's been training, too. Right. He's like, I'm going to every bounty no matter how injured I get because I want to find that revenge. Yeah. And now it's finally here. And I love the context. It's just the small details of just a camera panning and showing all of the other arrows. He's been doing this for a hot minute. Yep. And whoever's throwing those arrows got to put in their work because... (laughs) Good aim. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good aim too, but at the same time, why don't you go down? Why don't you defeat the creatures? You got
0: arrows. Hey, man. This
1: guy got to be up close and personal.
0: People put the bounty up for money, and if you want to take the job, you take the job. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Uh, Then we cut to a great bunch of like scenic shots of like the lifeless terrain that he marches through. Very beautiful. Yeah. The the cinematography in this movie is gorgeous to look at. Um, uh, I think in the fun facts they say where they filmed it, but it looks like a beautiful landscape. uh, But it's a very haunting landscape too. It seems very dry and like I said, very lifeless.
0: The scale of uh, the mountains and the landscapes and the meadows and just the... The encompassing nature of all this right. makes it very much feel like a fantasy feel, world.
1: Yeah, it feels like an epic. Yeah. Yeah, he's on in like an odyssey or a journey of self-discovery and revenge, which Picasso, I like it.
0: Remember when people used to use epic and uber as adjectives? Uber? Yeah, remember when people say, oh, that's uber cool. <laughs>
1: I've never used that. What th- I don't think I've ever heard
0: that. This is like 10 years ago.
1: Oh, man, maybe I was not hip. Then.
0: Okay, maybe like... Fifteen years ago.
1: Oh, damn, that's okay. a longer time. <laughs> that's my half my life. All right, forget it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, but yeah, we cut to the great scenic shots of the lifeless terrain uh, as he marches through. Uh, he seems to be traveling very, very far, which is another great thing too. It's like he's going on a journey to like find this thing. Uh, fully armored up, he makes it to a place that has a skeleton on the ground. Uh, it cuts to night with him by a fire eating. He stares at the corpse asking, what is this, a troll? Too far north for a troll. And then we hear a low growl and we see like a giant in the distance.
0: Yeah, so I think he's talking to the school and he's asking like, what killed you? Was it a troll, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think this is so impactful, right? It's it's, it's more world
1: building. Yeah, yeah,
0: but also he's like seeking for companionship and right. uh, to the point that he sets talking up to a school, yeah, yeah. On his campsite, seated next to him. That's really impactful.
1: Yeah, it really is. It, it's 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 sad, right? Yeah, he needs someone, and it sounds like there's not a lot of people out there. And maybe his only companion now is a guy who throws arrows at a tree.
0: Not even though <laughs> yeah. you saw like because even in that scene, you think about the distance, right? That's kept between them, right? Yeah, because I mean, looking at like it looks like he came from a town or a castle, so he probably doesn't see. uh The father as civilized, right? Right. He's like, I'm going to keep my distance. That is a a monster killer, right? Yeah. Uh, But we'll pay him to get the job done, the grunt work we don't want to do. In reality,
1: as his name is Father, he's very caring and loving and nurturing. uh, And they don't see that side of him. They just see that brutality, warrior like.
0: Because even in the way it's shot, it's shot that you see the deliverer so far in the distance that you can't even see their face, right? Mm -hmm. You don't even. You It clearly establishes there's no connection. And we, even with the father being called the father, right? Yeah. He doesn't even have a name established to him showing how there's probably no one else around him that knows his name now that his right. daughter's gone.
1: He just knows that he's a father of yeah. someone who passed away. Um, Let me see if I found it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we hear a growl and we see the giant in the distance, which also looks really great for what the bunch of day have too. Uh, and father says, maybe it was a troll, <laughs> which is great. Then we cut to a new scene. We cut to day and he arrives to a castle like structure and continues on. He arrives at a lake front and heads into a cave. And we cut to him fall into the ground with another head falling with him. He seems to be very injured this time as he begins to start a fire. We see him warming up to see, uh, and then we see another bat, Oh wait, I always said that. Uh, He bathes in the water uh, to clean out all of his wounds. We then cut to a cool shot of the northern lights and his silhouette in the distance. That's another great shot, too, of just, like, the northern lights and stuff like that. Uh, Back to him at night by the fire, uh, and... Back, yeah, so back to him at night by the fire, we see the skeleton from earlier, so he goes back to that same spot. Mm-hmm. And I think he stops there to like sleep there because of that companionship again, right? You think so? I think so,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. I, I mean, why not? I, I don't think that was too far of a distance to get to where he was fighting you know, that last creature.
0: Initially, I thought like he's already set up camp there. It'll be easier to go back to that same location because right. cap's, camp's already been established. But maybe there's some subconscious level of him wanting to go back there. So he does have that sense of companionship because he right. is so lo- lonely. <clears throat> Excuse
1: and now me. he finally completed his task that he's been trying to do this entire time. Yeah,
0: because that's his purpose, really. Because without his daughter, it seems like he's devoted his life to his star- daughter still, even in death, by claiming vengeance and revenge for right. her. So at this point, he's probably wondering, what's next? What is there to live for?
1: Yeah. It's it's like what, what happens when your journey has ended for what your life's mission's been, right?
0: Yeah, at least what when he's things? created, because you could always create more adventures and more goals and journeys. But like, he probably doesn't have um the encouragement to do so, just because he he's lost all that he's lived for, right? Right.
1: It's a very touching <laughs> moment where he gets back to the grave too. we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, we then cut to all of the different creature heads that he has collected and then we get these like really great overshots to see, I don't know if you actually noticed there's like a really small detail where we actually see our sponsors oh we took
0: it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth
1: And the sponsors are actually bring out back our father as he makes his way back home. You know, I was trying to think of something like nice and quippy, like what that was Prince really does. good
0: because you got me. I was
1: <laughs> and, like, oh, they're in the movie, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, uh, I was like, how can I make it like seamless? And just yeah. to put it in perspective, like we're only 27 minutes in, we're already at the halfway point.
0: Man, so yeah,
1: this is gonna be a short episode, but like we said, this is a very short movie. Yeah, not a lot of dialogue one less person so I this think this would
0: be a little quickie I think it'd be crazy if we went over an hour on this movie because it's an hour long
1: exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah thank you for our sponsors to bring back our father to back to his way home uh, he begins to remember his daughter uh, as it continues to get back and forth right arriving at home he begins to settle a bit until he gets to the grave he tells her to rest easy the window still creaks open and closed in the house as it pushes one of the medicine jars over, spilling all of it out. Uh, it begins to spill all over the bag with the head of the creature inside. We begin to hear
0: it breathe and then move from it. Man, what a cool idea and cool setup, right? Right. You have him utilizing this elixir that... The thing
1: that's been keeping
0: him alive. Exactly. Yeah. To, not, to bring back his worst nightmare.
1: And it's, it's like... It's one of those things like... He comes back to his daughter, goes to his to her grave, and says, "Rest easy, like yeah, it's done. It's done. I've completed the mission that we've been looking for. And I've gotten the, my revenge.
0: At the our revenge, right? And at yeah, the exact same time, that revenge is being revived. And it's a uh, it's such a great setup because, you know, it's it was demonstrated twice that, or actually maybe once or twice, I forgot, but that this elixir has these healing properties that are insane, right? Yes. And you see the window, uh." hitting the jar slowly and you're like oh no at least i was i was like oh no so we get the context of what he did earlier
1: right he has it all lined up he has it like locked so it doesn't fall over or it doesn't like break or he doesn't lose track of them yeah so it's like you messed up this time why'd you put on there
0: Um, (laughs) um but yeah and when it starts spilling on the head i even wonder like no it can't cure death can it and it made me wonder, and I'm surprised they didn't go down this route, but I guess it's because... For his daughter. Yeah, I guess it's been so long that it wouldn't be right because she's decomposed, right, in that grave. Yeah. But it sucks because it's like, man, could you have saved your daughter all along? Early
1: on. Yeah. yeah, like right when she just passed
0: away. Yeah.
1: But that's the thing where it's like, maybe her head is missing. Yeah, I maybe. Don't know.
0: I We'll get there. I thought something right. else happened, but we'll get there. Uh.
1: So, um, as that happens, we begin to hear the breathing and we hear some movement coming from the bag, a spine-like bone emerges from the bag and moves around. Crazy, and I love man. that that's like it's the spine that's still attached to the head. And it's like it's so creepy because it's like very snake-like, and I hate yeah, that man. kind of stuff. It always freaks me out. And then we see the camera pan into the other creature heads. Father comes in and realizes the creature is now gone. He gets he gets one of uh, his other empty jars and gets a knife in there to get a little bit of the medicine on it. He begins to pour on, pour the medicine on the dead spider that is on the table, and he actually sees it become reanimated.
0: You know, I had to apologize because I think opening in the show, I said there was influence from the Crypt Keeper, but I meant to say Tales of the Crypt. Tales of the Crypt. That's okay. what I meant. So I apologize. Huge mistake. But I very How much dare
1: you. People probably just yelled at you when they were saying know, that dude, And I, I didn't I'm notice it so didn't what I mean,
0: too. I'm I'm sorry, everyone. But uh, when you see the spine emerge here, that's exactly the vibes I thought of. Yeah, the Tales of the Crypt from the ki- Crypt. It's, <laughs> it's
1: creepy imagery. Yeah, and it's cool. The special effects in this scene too works really well. Where you just see the spe- that spider, and you can see like the legs just like flicker and move a little bit, and mm-hmm. like it starts to get become more alive. Um, but yeah, he, the the spider slowly becomes back to life, and he pretty much just like smashes it back to death, or so he thinks, mm-hmm. which is gonna be something that comes back later. I think that's the thing. We'll we'll talk about it. Uh, we cut to the night and see him prepare. We see that the creature outside is making some of the most disturbing sounds I've ever heard in my life.
0: It's great. <laughs>
1: I hate it, but yeah, it's great for that reason. Though yeah. it's like it's it's so effective. Did you
0: watch this with subtitles on?
1: I did. So yeah.
0: you hear like all like squelching or like, yeah, but it's also like uh saying "Body, yeah, yeah, it's looking for a body or its body, which oh,
1: man, it's pretty haunting, to be honest. This is the stuff of nightmares, but yeah. it's, it it makes it so believable in this fantasy world that it's like i i totally. there was never a moment of disbelief in this movie for me, which is very odd for a movie like that has all of this stuff, yeah
0: in it. I gotta admit, I was really invested in this world. I thought yeah. it was really cool, and it was. It, yeah, it was. Uh, I want to see more. Yeah, it to was. To be honest, it yeah. was approached in a very simple way, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing. But like, yeah, I would definitely want to see more of like di- maybe different episodes. Give me the prequels. <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder.
1: Yeah, I want to see what happened. Or I mean, just in the world in general. Different characters. Yeah. 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 Like, lo- what's happening in the castle? Why aren't they doing anything?
0: They're just out there eating and drinking. Yeah,
1: just partying. Yeah. Like, you deal with the monsters. Uh, the father waits out outside, all armored up once again. He gets the f- uh, a, a torch with fire and begins to look all around the outside area for the creature. We follow him down the path as the music really begins to intensify and that's another thing too to point out the the musical score is really well done in this too. It really creates like a lot of dread and tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, father draws his sword as he begins to get close to the bag. He sees it and he stabs it, but the bag is empty. He looks around, turning back to his house, and hears the door closing. He slowly walks back to the house and looks around. And then the editing cuts is is to, like, several of the heads of the creatures, right? They show all of, like, the creature designs, and it looks great, it looks fantastic. And it makes it look like which one is the one that's going to, like, jump out and attack it. So it's a
0: really great editing trick. I agree. I think it translates very well on what his mind must be thinking right now. It's like, did one of these... It could be any of them. Yeah, but he knows, like... He knows the bag of his recent hunt, of the hunt he's wanted to kill is missing, but it makes him wonder, because he doesn't know yet, right? Right. Uh, Or I guess he does. Um, But yeah, it's just like, what if? What if all these heads all of a sudden came at me?
1: And the big thing is like, we we find out later, it can kind of attach to whatever it really wants. That's so wild, dude. Which is like, okay. And so sad. I don't know why I was thinking that it was going to be a monster with a bunch of different creature
0: heads. Oh, really? And I think that would
1: have been like gnarly to look at. That's
0: really cool. I'm, I'm glad that you thought of that and you brought that up because yeah. I immediately thought of the daughter.
1: Right. Or like uh, the thing as well. Yeah. Like where it's like a little spider creature. I thought yeah. the spider and that head was going to combine into like one big monster Damn. spider thing.
0: That would have been cool. This movie's There's cool. a lot
1: of stuff that was going through my mind. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I love it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so he looks around and then we get a jump scare by a horrendous creature that falls into the water. Then we hear the creature calling out, body, yeah, body. Ugh. Uh, father runs towards the woods looking for the creature. The setting is dark and we only see the only light that we see is the torch from the fire. That's when we see father just walking right by the creature, hidden off to the side of the, uh, the woods and the trees. The creature quickly moves around as where, uh, moves around and he can't tell where it's going. It begins to create a lot of noise around him as he panics looking for it. He then hears a trap go off and he runs towards it. The creature is in pain but manages to get out. Father gets to the trap and sees that the monster is no longer there. He then hears the, the head call for its body. Hmm. Then he begins to run and yell, don't touch her
0: dude that moment
1: that's when i was like oh i know where this is going yeah i didn't get it until this point but you said you probably thought about
0: it i was wondering i was like is it gonna go for her grave because it's just crawling around right on the outskirts of uh, outside of the the home and that moment when he yells out to not touch her and it's with like force like don't touch her you feel the impact and the emotion coming from him and the distraught man and also like Uh, just the thought of that, right? Thinking of a lost loved one and a monster. Being violated by a creature that you
1: got revenge for, right? right? It's like, not only did you kill her, (sighs) now you're back to life and you're going to ruin her. her. He said, rest in peace basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's like
0: but it's like, I think you put it perfectly. You used the word violated and like yes. violated someone that, that you love and a child that, that that's passed away. Right. And to be brought out from the grave to be used by a monster, ugh, it's gross, it's, but it's so effective.
1: Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, right? Exactly. And, and especially because this is his entire mission that he was going after and he brought it back. Exactly. Eventually. So it's, he feels a little responsible oh, with that as well.
0: Man, great writing.
1: Yeah, it, it's really well written. It's yeah. a great story in this short uh, period of time. Exactly. Which, and shout out to him too, being a really good actor because he he acts oh, his yeah. ass off on this movie. This dude
0: is great. Yeah,
1: you believe his like frustration, internal like
0: yes. dilemma. Um, yeah. And then uh, I don't know. Did you give a shout out to his name earlier? And when we opened the I show, I did, and okay. I got him right here, Let Christopher Rye.
1: Christopher Rye. Yeah. Christopher Rye is fantastic. I don't know what else he's in. Do you have that?
0: I don't. But he's a strong-looking man. He is. <laughs> he looks good in that armor. I think that's all you really need to say. Uh,
1: Great Christopher beard. Rye, uh was in like Vikings Valhalla. It looks like uh, another show called or movie called Medieval. So it looks like he just likes being in armor and kicking ass.
0: I mean, hey man, if you got the muscles and you could grow a beard like that, you're meant for that kind of stuff. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and it's tough to be like. The only person running the entire show, right? The entire movie, a lot of the weight goes on your shoulders, and Yo, I feel Bob, like he does such a great job in that.
0: I mean, what those shoulders they ain't hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: That, okay, fair enough. That's true. That's true. He's got some good broad shoulders to hold the movie up. Exactly. So
0: strong cool. back too. He'll yeah, carry it.
1: Dude, uh, I would love if they had a bigger budget too. I would love to see what they would have done. You but you know what? At the same time. This worked, yeah. yeah it, I can't I, complain about it. I really enjoyed, yeah, all of this. Um, so that's when we cut to a POV shot of the creature heading towards the grave. Mm. Uh, father arrives at the grave and sees that it's been disturbed. We cut to a transformation sequence of the creature with its new body.
0: This is gnarly, man.
1: Yeah, and it's it's quick, but you can see a good amount in You've- that short period of time. And knowing the context of that is part of her, like his daughter.
0: Oh, is just so violent. Yeah. You see the spine like twingle or like twitch like a snake and force its spine down the skeleton body of his daughter and it's, it and forcefully attach its head to to the body. Ugh it's it's real life body horror for sure. Yeah. And it's it's disturbing to watch, but at the same time I'm so impressed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and especially like knowing what the budget was to $30,000. Yeah. And over did, here, did I a
0: great job with it. I thought it used its spine to like cut off her, her skeleton head or something and then replace Ooh. it. But you're thinking that... It was never there. Got it. Interesting. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah. And I love that there's a lot of open questions to like self-discover and explore for ourselves in our own mind. Totally. Um, because yeah, this whole world is kind of like... I need more explanation, but at the same time, it's like I don't.
0: Your imagination will always be right. stronger, right?
1: Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we have that great transformation sequence of the creature with its new body. Uh, Father walks around with the sword drawn at this point, looking for the creature. We hear the creature now say, Father, oh. as he walks into a cave.
0: You know what's great about That's that? That's disturbing. It has implications that, like, not only is Memories it using the body, pass on. yeah, but it's like integrated with the body, right? And that's that's so disheartening too, because now he needs to the father needs to go face to face with his abomination of his daughter's body um, and the responsible, the responsibility of what killed his daughter, yeah, and just just twisting it together. Oh, something about that is just so heart wrenching.
1: Uh, I I don't know if uh were you part of the Annihilation episode?
0: Uh, I don't remember.
1: So uh, uh, Annihilation, they have this scene where there's like a bear-like creature that mauls this character in the movie, and then the thing the bear does when it growls, you can hear her screams when she oh. passed away, and I hate that scene. That's yeah. the most disturbing scene I've ever seen in the movie, to be honest. And I think I said that on the podcast. Like this has literally one of the disturbing scenes I've ever seen ever made.
0: It's uh, heavy because, but powerful.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 like we talked about earlier, right? It's it's almost like a violation of identity or like Yeah. letting someone rest. Yeah. And like just like go in peace. And it's like no, it's being brought back.
0: Yeah, which is even worse, right?
1: Spooky way, yeah. Uh, He takes his chest armor off to fit through the small opening. It is a very tight space, but he squeezes into the cave. He gets scared by a skeleton that falls off the side of the cave, causing him to drop his torch. He tries to relight it, but cannot. He continues down the cave without it. He then hears the creature say, Father, a few more times. Father, Father, Father. He stays still and listens to his surroundings. We hear it say father right before it pops out and attacks him he then says forgive me as he beheads it once again still alive it wraps its spine around his arm he is still able to get the sword out stabbing it repeatedly until it, until he gives its final blow into its head he
0: yeah. so effective man like you see the pain as he's, he's stabbing into the skull of this creature and uh, he doesn't stop right there's right. so much anger built up And
1: it's a powerful scene. Yeah. It's a really powerful scene. It's a very emotional scene. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we kind of see, too, like right after he defeats it, he goes, he gets brought down to the ground and he's kind of like exhausted. Yeah. He's tired. Um, This was supposed to be the end of his suffering. And now it's like reopening his old wounds. Mm hmm. And it's the medicine that's supposed to have healed him, is the one that like that brought his back downfall. his pain. Yeah. So it's like the contradictions the other side of the coin is like, damn, it's like every time I got back, you healed me. Yeah. And now yeah, it's 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 like you said, it's really good writing. Yeah, he defeats it and he is brought down to the ground gasping for air. You can really sense the sadness of what he has just done. Then we cut to sunrise and flowers in the field. We see him emerge with the remains of his daughter. We cut him dropping the head and getting an axe, striking it one more time. A little overkill, but at the same time, I get it. I get it too. Yeah. Uh, we cut to him burying his daughter's remains again in the grave where she once laid. We see him remembering his daughter when she was alive. And this is where we cut back and forth from the memory and him burying her. And I think this is a really good touching moment. This is
0: beautiful. And it's... it's I almost teared up. Dude, I was, I was getting like, emotional. And, I, you know, I don't have any kids. I've never lost a kid because I don't have any. But the thought of that and to have to not only bury a child, but do it a second time after her gray being defiled like that. Um, and you see in the opening of the movie that he has memories thinking back on his daughter, right? Yeah. But here it comes in spurts. It's very well tra- uh it's very well translated that he is thinking of these memories as he's touching her bones, as he's like, you know, you see moments of him touching uh, like the bones of her toes and right. her hands. And that's that's so heavy to me, man. And you even Up until this point, we've only seen the daughter with her eyes closed, but he thinks back of the moment where he sees her with her eyes open and it almost feels like he hasn't thought of her because it's too painful. And this is a moment where he really is thinking about her and remembering. And again, I think it's just translated beautifully. It has so much impact and weight and you really feel and empathize for this character.
1: Yeah. And it kind of just brings it almost full circle for him, right? Yeah, And then this is the time where he finally maybe gets that piece yeah. where he wasn't able to let that go. And like he always had to have that revenge stuff. Um, and it kind of talks about like what we talked about earlier in the episode is about like the, the Iron Arrow, right? We get to see it come back. That's right. Uh, so let me see if I can find where I left off. Yeah, we see him remembering his daughter when she was alive, coming back and forth. He then picks up the arrowhead we once saw. He breaks off a branch and makes an arrow with it, shooting it out to the distance. And then we cut to a dead creature or some
0: sort where we see the arrow striking it. So interesting. I I want to speak on him shooting the arrow. I think he has had some spiritual growth, right? Or maybe just some growth that he's willing to do whatever it means, the the safety of his daughter's soul, just in case after this traumatic experience happened, right? And he's willing to do anything and he's willing to believe in something. Right, and I think
1: other than revenge, exactly, yeah, something and, more peaceful, and more that's, that nice. shows
0: strength. Um, when the arrow flew, I thought it landed on the horse. I wasn't too was sure. The horse? I don't know.
1: I know it was like 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 flesh on the side of a creek or something. Yeah, like that. and I was like, oh my god! Well, I thought it was the. I, I wonder if it's gonna like start something else or something like that.
0: Because my my thought process was that the horse is gone and dead because monsters came out and ate it as prey and i wonder if that's the remains of the monsters taking it to the creek and eating it um, but i would love to hear people comment and tell us if they know
1: yeah no i, w- I would love to know more about why or the significance of it, at least
0: totally yeah because it feels because like it's like an impactful it just moment. Let, yeah it's
1: like you shoot the arrow i'm like oh that's a good scene by itself but the camera keeps going and then it cuts to like
0: that and, and remains. That, and that's why, because of the significance of showing it and where the arrow lands after, it's a shot of looking up from the father's perspective up to right. the sky, then cut, flying the arrow flying the through the sky. hitting that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's trying to um, interpret that the spirit of these two, because the three of them were a family, are going together now. Uh, that
1: could be nice. Yeah. I like that theory. Thank you. I like it. You said you had a theory about her right
0: oh it was earlier it was just i was stating that like i thought that um the monster decapitated her skull her skeleton okay that's all it was because you remember i was like oh you thought she never had a head to begin with that she was buried decapitated but i was like oh right. I, I just thought the monster took w- it off took it off yeah
1: at that point to okay. replace it that's fair but the only thing is like and i'm curious too because when he gets to the grave it's already like empty
0: Oh, that's a good point because you would have seen it. Yeah, right. Good point. So I'm curious. Prequel, give it to me.
1: (laughs) But yes, he shoots the arrow and then it like lands on this um dead remains. Uh, That's when he begins to walk back to his house, uh, panting and looking up into the sky. And I I felt like that was a good moment of release and stress, where he just looks up at the sky and just like decompresses a little bit. Another great shot. He walks off and we see the window still creaking uh, and him sawing something. Then – and this is where the camera is like shot from the inside, we're not seeing what's happening. Uh, we hear him like just like sawing something and then we hear something go down and the camera begins to pan slowly towards the front door. The door opens and we see him walk in but we don't see his top half. When we see his body uh, – when we see his body goes through the different uh, areas of the house – we see his body mount his own head on the wall.
0: You saw it coming. We all should have saw it coming, right? Because I don't remember we mentioned this, but he tested the monster blood on the spider. And the spider came back to life. Right. In anger, he slammed the spider down and it died. But shortly after he walked it away, it came back. So this-
1: we we're assuming the spider is the thing that killed him.
0: you're funny (laughs) I was gonna say that as a joke earlier but you threw me off Um, well it's interesting right because this monster was able to become immortal through this blood essentially yeah because it's been killed multiple times
1: but does that make him immortal and come back
0: it maybe doesn't No, it doesn't I wonder I wonder if that's what the last scene staying on there was about
1: like on his head yeah see if it's gonna move or something
0: I don't know maybe it's because he's human he doesn't have the power or i was going to say because he was decapitated but right. the monster was decapitated or maybe because he was uh piked through the the wood on the wall and it's it true he never punctured his brain or something yeah he never well he's puts
1: the sword through it yeah so that's almost like it but at the same time who knows who knows yeah, no, I totally thought the spider was going to turn into a bigger creature somehow. For you really whatever That's reason, cool. But I was like, I just like creature designs, and I yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the thing. And people who are listening, they probably know that yeah, I love the thing and aliens totally. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great twist towards the end. of I, the movie. Yeah,
0: it's refreshing because because yeah. you think it's
1: over and like he's gained his peace, everything's cool yeah. now, like happy ending. Oh
0: okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, sadly, it, no. It, Depending on how you take the approach spiritually, is it that he gets to a now that he's gotten his revenge for his daughter? Does he live life in solitude and in struck with grief, or does he get to go on and be with his daughter again spiritually? That's true too, because I, that
1: I that's the best way to look at the ending of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to a peaceful place together, or something like that. He's going to reunite with his daughter. It depends on how you interpret it. You don't right? have to have that vengeful. Hard, brutal life anymore. Yeah. Um, and the sad part is like, he did have that moment of peace before this happened. And I was just like, ah, damn it. It's like, you're, you're rooting for him. And that's the nice thing about this movie is like, you're always rooting for this guy. Yeah. Without really knowing who he is. But you just know that he's a good father figure and that's good enough yeah. to like really like him.
0: But sadly, so, if you watched or listen, excuse me, if you listened to last week's episode, we know the answer of what's after death. And that's nothing.
1: <laughs> nothing is after him.
0: exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, essentially, his head gets mounted to the wall. We hear the voice say, "Body, mine." His body walks out of the uh out with a different head, and we hear again, "Body, mine." Then we cut back to the father's head, mounted on the spike, and we stay there for a while. then credits.:
0: What a movie. It's, I enjoy it's this. A, it's a good movie. I like it, Prince. I know you're listening. Give us more fantasy flicks, yeah, please. this
1: was a this was a fun one. This was a very refreshing movie where it's
0: refreshing is a key word. Yes,
1: where it's not just constant like dread. It's more of the fantasy adventure. I think, but and there it, is a lot of horror elements to it. Oh right, yeah, for hundred percent. And
0: it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful because it could be interpreted in as a mental health film as a fantasy flick you know it. it, this without a
1: doubt has to do with grief this whole entire character's driven motivation is all about grief right and
0: if you don't connect to grief like and you watch this movie it might not be a part of your experience going through the stories and I think that's fascinating
1: yeah it's I don't know. I, I just have to give so much kudos to the the actor himself. Yeah, um, he Christopher, himself. you're great. Yeah, Christopher, <laughs> you're great. Um, for the writers and the directors, obviously, you guys are great as well. Because yeah, we want. We both agreed that we want more out of this world and stuff like that. And An incredible job with such a low budget.
0: Yeah, more from this team. Honestly, yeah, it, it's a sucker to see. for this stuff.
1: And I'm I'm happy it landed on the place like Shutter because I think a lot of people from Shutter would actually really appreciate it. Um, and I love the title of it, The Headhunter. This was perfect to exactly what we saw.
0: Not only that, I got to give a shout out. I usually don't do this, but the the movie posters and the like marketing yeah, images for design. this.
1: Costume design as well. Super cool. And,
0: and yeah, I mean, you look at the movie poster for this. It's the headhunter, the father like uh, in the center. And there's a lot of negative space above him with uh, some cool coloring on the sky. And then you see the monster... With its head and its spine floating above them. Really, right. really nicely it's done. It's so
1: good. Uh, oh, man. This movie just rips. <laughs> and I'm really happy this was on this list. Yeah. And this is going to be a hell of a month. But I got some movie facts. Movie facts? Movie facts. Woo! Uh, there's not a lot, obviously. A little small movie. But Let's this was shot in and around a remote village of Sotelo, oh. uh, Morisco, in the countryside of northern Portugal. Oh wow! It's not I not guess it was not guessing. Yeah, adorable. I was really surprised to hear that. I wonder if that castle is there yeah. too. Uh, I probably. Uh, director Jordan Downey did all of the film special uh, makeup effects as well as the makeup for the actors.
0: Really well done.
1: The director did
0: that. You know what? I got to give a shout out to the daughter's eyelashes. I don't know <laughs> if that was <laughs> that's makeup. That's a
1: small detail, but yeah. That's, yeah, if okay. that
0: was like movie makeup dude whoever did that makeup bravo because those are the most beautiful lashes i've ever seen <laughs> she was done. besides my girlfriends of course <laughs>
1: uh, this was her first film too oh that's awesome yeah and, and i think as of now her only film that she's done which is like all right cool Good that's for her. her entryway that was really cool yeah um composer nick soul approached the film score as if he took place on a medieval planet that's tight
0: that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah.
1: I had never thought of like the definition of medieval planet. Yeah,
0: that kind of blew I, my okay. mind. Okay,
1: wait, is this a medieval planet?
0: Not anymore. I don't know.
1: Okay, I'm getting confused. It used to be. Uh, he wanted there to be a sense of something uh, otherworldly and unsettling about the music in the film. And I felt that
0: he pulled it off.
1: Yeah. Uh, the film was shot in 30 days, so hmm. good amount.
0: Damn, this uh, seems like a long time.
1: Yeah, the main location for the movie was a 200 year old stone grain mill. Once used for grinding wheat into flour.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Um, the costume was built by Andre Braven, who runs Patina uh, Leathercraft, which specializes in handmade props and armor.
0: I gotta say, the props in this movie are beyond impressive. Yeah. It really, you really made this world believable. Yeah. Shout 100%. out. Yeah.
1: Everything just made sense. Yeah. Uh, I'll give two more facts, some juicy ones, as Prince would say. (laughs) Uh, This is Christopher Array's first lead role. Whoa. That's
0: huge. Yeah, he did great for his first lead role.
1: And the principal photography consisted of a casting crew of five people.
0: Damn. Damn. They nailed it.
1: They did. Uh, Yeah, they did. uh, I I can't even, like, explain how well they made this movie and with such a low budget. And I'm happy they were able to make a good amount of money. Yeah, good to hear. uh, Even though, like... In the whole grand scheme of things, $380,000 box office is not a lot. That's 10 times what they put their money into. Yeah, if
0: that's how much they made, that is a lot.
1: And being on Shutter, I think there are a lot of people going to be able to watch it. Uh, Hopefully, you guys already watched it. If not, definitely go watch it. But yes, any final thoughts on the movie, David?
0: This was a fun ride. I may sound biased, but man, it was sick to watch some fantasy horror.
1: Yes. Let's get more of that. And let me see what is coming up next. We have going on for the movie for next week. That is going to be Coco D, Coco Da. Another movie. I have no idea what it
0: is. <laughs> me but either. That's a title. That sounds hey, fun.
1: If it's uh, in mental health stuff, I'm all about it. And we'll definitely love to talk about it and then later on we have another special movie towards the end of the month which I'm really looking forward to it's one of my favorite directors in uh, one of his earliest films if not I think his first film so I'll be looking forward to that listen to the announcement next week
0: that's a good teaser
1: uh, Prince will be back next week I believe he'll be recording with us in a few days for that episode
0: tune in to find out
1: yes well this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast I was one of your hosts Freddie also known as 99 and alongside me we have David
0: Stay spooky, everyone.
1: Always and forever, also known as Nightly. Our efforts to get our show is at, uh, shows out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more gorgeous nights. Reading us five stars is very helpful on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but we would love for you to recommend the podcast to someone you would think would enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. That's night with a what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have the access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on uh, most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't
0: forget your nightlight.